<laughs> All right, well, let's get this one started. This is episode. What is this again? I never know oh the episodes. My. Look, I'm look. I rely on y'all for some of those parts too. I don't. I don't know what. It, what are we? Twenty four. Episode twenty four. Okay. I hope. All right. So, <laughs> welcome. And, and Carlos says you can see we clearly don't take ourselves too serious. So don't don't feel it's like it's all you have for to. fun. Yes. All right. So. Episode 24 of the Golf Performance Group podcast. Um, I'm your host, LeBron Palmer. We also have uh, JJ Wood and Taylor Cusack, who needs and we a have better a, nickname. Yeah, y'all still have the worst nicknames. The worst <laughs> nicknames in podcast golf are JJ well, we Wood and Taylor Cusack. So. Well, those are your nicknames for now. That's what people are going to think. <laughs> but we do have a special guest who I've already called um, Tiger Woods of the Texas PGA. So, South Texas um, PGA. Oh, you it doesn't matter. Uh, I'm saying you all can of say Texas. the United States PGA. Actually. Yeah, matter of fact, we can say he is Tiger Woods of the PGA Tour right now. I don't care. He's won multiple events in a row. If you can win multiple events in a row anywhere, you're Tiger Woods to me. So, so Carlos Sands here. Carlos Sands Jr.? Yeah. Yep, that's me. Yep. So, that's Carlos, it. introduce yourself to um, – the three listeners who listen to us right now, you know, we want to make sure that you get as much exposure as you can kind of tell little people about yourself and then we'll just kind of get into a regular podcast and then we'll jump into an interview with you as well. Okay. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Um, my name is Carlos Sainz Jr. I'm from Chicago, Illinois. Um, love golf. It's been great to be part of the South Texas PGA section. Uh, moved here about two years ago um, prior to, living here in Houston. I was playing professional golf for pretty much the last 10 years of my life. So I went to university in uh, Mississippi at Mississippi state. Okay. That was a pretty cool experience down in the deep South there. And uh, from there went to uh, went on my way to chase being on the PGA tour. So that's what I did for about 10 years and um, had a lot of cool experiences and then uh, kind of gave it up in 2018. And then now I'm here in Houston. Nice, nice. Well, welcome, welcome. And we're definitely going to get into all of that. Um, the details, your hot streak now, some of your um, former tour experience, what you're planning to do after this. I mean, you know, you might be looking at different things from there. So we'll get into it. But we've got a busy slate um, of golf just in general. Um, yeah. Let's, you know, do a quick review, recap of what happened the previous week. We had Stacy Lewis win for the first time in over three years. Um, the Scottish Women Open. We had Jim Herman win his third event over the age of 40. Um, there's only been three guys who've won over the age of 40 here recently, Tiger, Phil, and now Herman. You can include him in that. With a crazy 124 on Saturday, Sunday, after almost missing the cut. On... I don't even think Carlos has done that this year. <laughs> Carlos, what, 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 what are your 36-hole what, what totals? What was King with the low 63, 65 or something? Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, I just, I kind of did all the stats yesterday. I think I was averaging around 66.3 or something. Yeah. I mean, it just casually, it was dominating. Yeah. Like, just casually averaging um, 66. You know, I, we all wish we could do that, right? Yeah. Just, <laughs> you know. So, Carlos, normal what do day. You think? So, I always think about it. I have less PGA Tour experience than you. Uh, but what do you, like you're, how many under are you for? Let's say five tournaments because you you won the assistance championship as well with sixty five, sixty eight. So how many under are you for five tournaments? I think it was between like fifty five and sixty under par for five tournaments. It's got to be. I mean, we have mul yeah, we have multiple tour That's players ridiculous. in our section, and 
I mean, we've had, I guess, Omar Uresti. Uh, he has like 400 stars. Brad Larden played on tour a while. He's not in our section anymore. But since I've been in the section about eight years, I've never seen anyone win more than two out of the four or five tournaments. So did they tell you, was that a record? Or And I've never seen anyone dominate in that way either. I mean, he was double digits under par, like 15 under for 36 holes, you know, 12 under. What was that 12 under this past week? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, did they say anyone's ever won all four majors before no. the section championship? Mm-mm. Yeah, because I don't think it's ever been done. Because we have a strong section, too. I mean, as I'm getting older, I, maybe it just feels a lot stronger. I don't know, because I can barely beat anyone these days. But <laughs> not that I ever beat everyone anyway. But, uh, now, now, let's but, get into it, though. Let, let's make some correlation, especially it's good since we've got Carlos here. And maybe Taylor or um, JJ chime in as well. W- what's the mentality you know, think about Herman's win or Lewis's win and Carlos on his winning streak. What is the mentality to, to close out golf tournaments? Um, you know, we've talked about the mental game before what, earlier in our episodes, but we haven't done it here recently. Maybe maybe I'll throw it to you, Taylor. What, what do you think that mentality is like to close out events that way, JJ, and then we'll jump to Carlos since he's actually been closing out events here recently. So. Right. In the uh, interview with Stacy, she talked about, you know, kind of like pace of play. She had to maintain that perfect, you know, mentality inside of her head where she's just kind of like, hey, I just have to get through this next hole. I have to get through this next shot and just kind of talk herself through it. She actually said that she sang songs in her head, which I've never heard a tour player <laughs> say, which I thought was kind of interesting. I wonder what songs she was singing. But um, I thought that was kind of interesting, too, where you're playing your own game. You just need to focus on yourself. She did say that she looked at the leaderboard and she knew it was going to come down to, you know, her group. But I think that was kind of, you know, a big thing to do that we do need to talk about is the mental aspect of your game because it's, you know, 80 to 90% of it. And yeah, it's yeah. so, so important. So I think well, that needs to be talked yeah, about. Yeah, for like someone at Carlos's level or like a professional level, I mean, I think it's maybe more mental than 80 to 90%. Oh, okay. Whereas a beginner, it may be like, you know, it's a lot more technical, obviously. But Carlos, I had a long draw now. I was just obsessing over your scores. But <laughs> well, I meant to ask. We've got a fan. A big yeah, fan. we clearly have a fan. I, I tend to like lose track of where I'm going with things too. Uh, <laughs> but uh, so, what is your? Because obviously, the PGA Tour has harder, harder setups, um, and we're not playing. You know, we're not playing like mini tour. You know, municipal type layouts where it's just a birdie fest for everyone. Obviously, because you're winning by eight shots sometimes. You know, nine shots. So what? What mentality is it? The mentality you bring that's different. You know the confidence, you know, coming down from a PGA Tour status to, you know, us or, I mean, anywhere outside of the PGA Tour, really. But is that, what do you think the difference is? Yeah, I mean, it's a great question. I mean, you know, I got beat up a lot, obviously, playing from the PGA Tour to, you know, from the Canadian Tour and going all the way up the ranks and then having the bounce back and forth my last couple of years. Um, Funny enough, I remember when I was in college, I played with one of my friends named Mike Small, and I'm sure JJ, yeah. you know, I and mean, maybe people yeah. know him, where he's he's the head coach at University of Illinois right now, and he was a guy that I think played maybe on the tour for seven years, yeah. and and then he and then he stopped playing and and became the head coach at University of Illinois in Champaign Urbana, and you know we we're just kind of talking to him throughout the rounds and. 
he was having a great career. I think this might've been maybe five years into call it his coaching career at university of Illinois. And he was just talking about, you know, how structured his schedule was more so now since he was coaching when he, you know, versus when he was playing where he was on the PGA tour and back on the nationwide, back on the PGA tour, back on the nationwide. Um, so I, you know, from a mentality standpoint, it's almost like he felt more secure when he had caught his job as a coach, yeah. he knew yeah. that his summers were the bonuses of playing tournaments. And, and it's really hard when someone's played at a high level to take the fight out of that person. So, I mean, I really enjoy competing still. Um, and, you know, I, I try to have that resonate in my head when it came to, working full time for the first time here as a coach at golf tech in Houston and, you know, having a normal schedule, having kind of a normal life, not being a gypsy or a nomad anymore. Or, <laughs> yeah. you know, not a That's um, a good word. Gypsy. Many tour guys are like, until you make the PGA tour, I guess you still are a gypsy. But. Here's an additional question then. Cause we, I can kind of hear about the mindset, but you, you've got to be pretty, competitive to come down the stretch Lewis in a four person playoff you know that was a four person playoff like how do you get past that Herman um losing the I mean really Siwoo Kim probably should have won the event if we're if we're being honest um mm-hmm. how do you should have the, won a Brian. That's I know, right? you, you should have shot 79 but you shot 93 so. and I'm gonna get into my 84 that you gave me a hard hey, time hey, on Carlos, I'm gonna get <laughs> Hold on, wait. Don't don't jump into it yet. (laughs) Wait, wait. (laughs) So the 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 question is, what 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 competitive juices do you get into in a playoff or to run someone down like Herman did shooting sixty three on a Sunday? He's not running anyone down. You are though from the get go. (laughs) Nah, golf. You're running people down. You are you you are making birdies on the back nine. Like how how do you keep that intensity and that focus? That's a question that I've got for any of you three. I'll let Carlos go because he's winning. Yes, go ahead, Carlos. Well, you. I guess I'm the one chasing. So. This is what I'm doing. I I, uh, I go really aggressive, and then I pick a few bogeys because I know I got to 65 to have a chance. So I'm like, all right, let's just not embarrass ourselves. So I retract. I try to make some pars, and then uh, there I am. I think I'm like 200 for the year. Actually, as I was making the bogeys year. in the last round, wait, like, he, he's 55 like, under, and you're 2 under. I've only lost by 53 shots so far, <laughs> maybe more. Gosh. <laughs> Carlos so, needs uh, help. So Carlos, hey, and I Taylor, feel pretty my, good about it. What, what was the process like when you're trying to run someone down? Yeah, I mean, I wish I knew what it was at the highest level. The only, I mean, my best finish was a top ten on the PGA Tour, so it's nothing like a state. That's Lewis. incredible, though. But I mean, yeah. top ten. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was. It was for me, and you know, I've won a lot of times on called the mini tours and and almost one on the web and things like that. But it's, I think, what happens is is all these players train so hard for those little moments. And for me of how I was trained when I was in college and when I was playing professional golf, you know, you had to be ready mentally for those moments where, you know, you did make that run. So like a uh, Jim Herman making those runs, I mean, he's done it before, right? He's won twice before he won uh, this week. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I didn't realize that, you know, and Stacy Lewis has been good ever since college. So yeah. it's uh you know, it, it's not like it's it's always going to be a new experience. Just of how it 
how it feels in a certain event or where you are in your career, I feel like in terms of how old you are, what your body feels like, who you're chasing down. Um, but I just think that they're all, all those players now, as, as you can see it, we don't know who's going to win pretty much any week. Any given, yeah. any given week, someone else can win. The deep, yeah. The fields are so deep now. But I think well, for me, um, in terms of just playing in the events that we've been playing, you know, I, I'm not going to lie. I was prepared to call it play well. And, you know, just – it was little things of like, what was I going to say if I did win? Um, how was I going to feel if someone was breathing down my neck? I had to go through those moments, meditating, uh, being at the gym, hanging out, doing cardio, whatever it is. You know, those are things that I've already premeditated before I even stepped up on the tee. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if those players are doing that, but I know that most of those players are ready to kind of face what they're about to face. Nice. You never know until you're actually in that you know, outer body experience when you're coming down the line and the adrenaline's high and the heart rate's pumping. But, you know, I think yeah. people are a lot more prepared nowadays than uh, – Well, and I think just on our section, South Texas PGA, I know, see, like, you're like the tiger of, uh, you know, our section where, you know, we – like, for example, myself, I didn't take care of my body and I didn't practice that much and now I'm getting my butt whooped. You right? were on the but, Peloton last night. Stop. I you know because taking... of Carlos. <laughs> Because I'm like, way too much diet. But then my sister, she's a fitness, you know, professional, and she texts me and she's like, "Hey, Ben Kern's gonna come up and do an assessment, but he's raising the bar." We're like, we better start treating this like, you know, we used to treat it because we're getting our butts whooped, you know. Yeah, that's so crazy. I think it's good. Where a lot of, you know, Omar Uresti, they're comparing you to Omar, but I mean, you have a full time job, so and I'm buddies with Omar. You know, I like Omar, but. But it's not the same. So what – you have a full-time job. Are you, are you married with kids? And, like, what's your practice schedule like? Yeah, no, I'm not married. I'm actually uh, – I'm engaged. Um, oh. So that's pretty exciting. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I, I don't have any kids yet. I, you know, I don't have too many responsibilities outside of my job. You know, Holly, um, kind of my – hobbies and other interests but i mean yeah i mean when i'm not working I, i'm a golf nerd i love golf i yes, love yeah. golf i enjoy the training aspect of it i love the gym i love uh doing outdoor activities but i do put in the time i mean you know i get up in the morning i'm on the putting arc i go to bed i meditate a little bit i'm on the putting arc uh there's just certain things that and and, and that but that's what i was I'm sure you saw it out there. I mean, everyone is always trying to get an edge of some sort, no matter oh, yeah. if it's training, the gym, nutrition. Um, and like I said, it's hard to take the fight out of someone. So, you know, I'm not trying to be back on the PGA tour anytime soon, but it's, uh, it's something that I still enjoy. And I remember about five years ago, I asked myself, why do I really love playing golf or, you know, tournament golf? Cause it beats you up, you know, when you're mm -hmm. missing cuts and you know, mm -hmm. you're not having a good year and things like that. And you have to drop down another tour. Um, you start understanding why you really love the game. And I've understood for me why I like the game. And it's just the competing aspect, the training aspect. I get more fulfillment out of the training, uh, out of doing the right things day after day to hopefully better my game, better my life, better my game. And uh, it hopefully comes to fruition, which, you know, it has the last five tournaments, which is nice, but that's not always the case. So um, failure or victory, it, it's something that people are always still trying to get better at. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Now, <clears throat> go ahead, JJ. My bad. 
Yeah, I was going to say, so becoming an instructor or a golf coach has helped me, you know, become a student of the game where I thought I was a student of the game, but really I was just a student of my, trying to get myself better. But learning all the different ways you can swing a club and, you know, ball flight stuff, you know, using TrackMan or Launch Monitor, it really helped me to where I, you know, I didn't have to practice as much to be able to manage, I mean, play consistent golf, I guess. Um, and if I had time to practice, then it's even better. But what would you say you're similar in that aspect when you, you know, started teaching and learning a lot? Did it help your game, understand your game better? And do you think that contributed maybe to what you're doing now with a full-time job? You know, that's a good question. Like I was very fortunate when I went to college to work with, you know, two world-class instructors who teach out, out there on the PGA tours and LPGA tours and things like that. I mean, I guess I got to shout them out. Their names are BJ Trollio. They're in this little, country town in West Point, Mississippi, where I lived for a couple of years. Um, and then Tim Yelverton, who uh, teaches a short game out there. When I went into golf tech for me, I mean, it was a really neat experience because I knew what it was to train college junior golfers, um, high level golfers, but I really didn't know what it was when call Mary Jo came in that was 65 and want to learn how to play golf um, yeah. or it was John that's a lawyer that never played golf as well. Um, so it's been a unique experience to, to make people become golfers. Um, yeah. That definitely hasn't helped my golf game, that's for sure. But <laughs> Well, a lot of people are ruined, I'm starting to teach. <laughs> you know, yeah. they, they think too much about it or they get bad visuals from seeing you know, the amateurs every day. That's but, right. That's right. But it kind of makes you – I think, JJ, I think it helps you, you know, practice what you preach a little bit more right because you I'm, mm. we're doing playing lessons we're trying to teach people how to have better course management or you know what to think about maybe on the golf course this and that and obviously it's a lot of it's a um opinions or just maybe ways that you've gone through it but it, it makes you understand that i'm trying to tell if i was teaching taylor if i was teaching you you know i'm like okay if you miss the putt that's okay did you hit your line did you hit your speed Is right that, that's good that that that's all you can do and then at the end of the day I have to practice those same things. So, yeah. you know, and, and having ex, you know, having your expectations and having your goals are really important and making sure that those expectations don't get too high, but don't get too low. Um, uh, yeah. So I would say, yeah, it's helped me in ways and, and, and not in other ways, but. So, so, so by playing see. golf in a um, competitive level in college and now extremely competitive, where would you say your mental game that you actually sat down and was like, look, I really need to take this seriously. I need to wake up in the morning. I need to meditate. I need to practice putting and not just kind of go actually play physically golf and actually work on the mental aspect of it. When did you kind of realize how important that was for your game? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I think it was around 2016 where – my coaches started to lean on a guy named Brett McCabe in Birmingham, Alabama. He's a sports psychologist. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And we started learning pretty cool things of what the mind was doing. And all this new technology started coming out that we were using like focus band and stuff that Jason day was closing his eyes with and things, you know, that everyone's talking. Graham about. has experience with that. I have, <laughs> yes. <clears throat> uh, but I think it, yeah, I think it's super important when you start really talking to some of these great athletes, I mean, they're just mental, like, just mental giants out there, you know, especially some of the guys that are at the top of their game, like, uh, like, you know, baseball, basketball. I mean, 
I'll never forget just doing these pro-ams with these football players or basketball players. And I mean, they're just, even though they were out of the league or out of play, I mean, they were so like confident still, you know, it's like mm-hmm. all these athletes are so different, but you know, they're so alike in so many ways. Um, but isn't it amazing to see those other professional athletes when it comes down to the wire in golf, it still gets them. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. it gets anyone. I mean, look at Tom Brady in that match, you know, oh, uh, that front nine, it took him. And I mean, it's similar to like Carlos or myself or a tour player where those first few holes, you're not quite sure until you get under the gun and you got to kind of ease yourself into it. And he, he didn't quite ease into it. He just exploded. But then on the, I think it was the second shot or third shot on nine, didn't even pull out. And then he yeah. played well on the back. Yeah. <laughs> figured he could, or he, yeah, he figured out he could play under the TV cameras, I guess. <laughs> All right, let's, uh, let's get right into it. You know, TV golf is on now. Um, we've got the Northern Trust, the first round of the playoffs. Um, and, and I just want random predictions right now. You know, um, I'm a gambler, Carlos. Um, so I I do a a weekly thing with the NBC sports predictor. So I'm just going to throw it out to each of you. Now you tell me where we should put our picks at for this week. And the first matchup is Justin Thomas versus Colin Morikawa. Colin. Wow. So Taylor, why do you say Colin? <clears throat> I I just he he just won and I think he is on the train of winning again. I mean, he's young enough to be competitive enough to have that edge enough to try and be like, well, I've already won. I can do it again and it was easy for me. And like when he did that interview, it was like I just saw the line and I made it happen. I was able to accomplish that shot and he's so confident where I, I have enough uh, faith in him. I think he can pull it off. Okay, so we got one for Colin. What, what do we think, JJ or Carlos? Uh, I'll go uh, with uh, Thomas. Okay. So, Why opposite Thomas? me? Always it's opposite. always opposite. Yes, this is always opposite. <laughs> well, because Morikawa is not used to, you know, the aftermath of winning uh, a major, a major. So, okay. and he might have just had his first beer when he won. He might be hung over <laughs> for a while. He's 23. Well, he looks like a lightweight, you know? I don't know. I think Thomas is fresh and wants to prove he's still better than – it's crazy thinking, like, Thomas and Spieth are the, these veterans, you know? But they're not yeah. really. I mean, I mean they're right. like 25, 26. But yeah. uh, I'm going to go – I just – you know, I'm becoming an old man, so I like the older people to win now. Hey, Carlos, what you think? <laughs> I, you know, that's such a good matchup. I mean, you yeah, Morikawa coming off hot. I mean, he has the maturity of kind of what Spieth had when he was playing uh, and dominating a couple years in 15 and 16. I think, you know, I think it's a 50-50 toss-up. I just, I just think Thomas – You have to make a pick. Thomas. <laughs> I'm going I'm to say Thomas just because <sighs> of the knowledge that he has okay. on the – at TBC Boston, so he's played there a couple times. But I would not be surprised if Colin obviously beats him this week. Yeah. Because okay, so we got two Thomas, one uh, more cow. Right. So, Brian, what what do you do? How much do you factor in what we pick into your gambling stuff? Um, this is good. I'm gonna select the picks that you all do. Yeah, yeah, no, I, yeah, I put them in, and I'll put it up on Instagram again, like I did last time. So that that was the true <laughs> card. Now, last time we went two and four. We didn't win. <laughs> our picks. Uh, so right now, pick? what would you pick, Brianna? I would have picked Morikawa. I love Morikawa. I love Morikawa since I saw him at the USM. I was like, yo, there he's doing some stuff that I haven't seen anyone do in a long time. So hey, uh what do you do you know Harold Varner? 
I love Harold Varner right, too. Carlos, have you met yeah. Harold Varner? I'm good friends with Harold, so I live. Yeah, we live. Oh, we. Oh, Brian, yeah, that, that's my that. that's my uh, favorite player right now on tour. It's his favorite athlete. <laughs> you just made Brian say. <laughs> All right, so next one. <laughs> next one, Tiger versus Rory. Oh, Who do we pick no. this week? Uh, I'll go. Uh, uh, Rory. Okay, and both haven't been playing very well, to be honest. I mean, well, you know, Tiger's only played like one tournament. Rory's had only played like three, and That's he fair. missed the cut in like two of them, I think. So, um, Carlos, what do you think, Tiger or Rory? I don't know. I'm such a big Tiger Woods fan. It sucks. Me too. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's who I grew up watching. But I would. Uh, I mean, I guess you got to go with Rory. I mean, Tiger hasn't played enough. I want me personally. I want Tiger to to, to win, but I think Rory's yeah. going to come out. Okay, Taylor, what you think? Of course, I want to go the opposite and say Tiger. <laughs> But I, I think I'm going to stick with Rory. Hey, so finally, we got, we got some consensus there. All right. Um, the next one, Bryson or Patrick Reed? Oh. Bryson. You know, Reed, you know Reed, Reed surprises you sometimes in these events. I know, but I just don't want to. I, but you, I just you don't can't want to go. Do I just don't want to. But do you want to pick Bryson either? It's like, it's the Western I mean, it's kind of like Donald yeah. Trump versus Hillary Clinton. Come on. Like, oh, God. You, you, can't, you cannot just say you don't want to pick either, though. You have to pick. So pick one. I mean, who do you Bryson. want? I'm going Bryson. Bryson. Okay, we got one Bryson. Who you got, Taylor? Bryson. Bryson. Okay. Bryson. Oh, yeah. Carlos, who you got? I concur, Bryson. Okay, Bryson. So that's another one across the board. Now, this one is where it gets tough to me. Xander Shoffley, John Rahm. Ooh. That's a tough John, one. That's the ooh. toughest one to me. Uh, I'm going to go Xander. I, I think He's I am He's so too. consistent. I don't know. But Rahm Rob, like. is the number one player in the world. Well, it I changes every week. He was for like a week. Like. Who is it now? <laughs> Thomas, maybe? I don't think so Thomas gave it again. Okay, okay. Well, or did Thomas yeah. give it back? Because I know it's so close. I don't it know. was close. It's razor thin between that. All right, Carlos, who do you think? Uh, Shoffley or wrong? I've never, I've never played TPC Boston. So if it's a draw, if it's a drawers golf course, I say Xander. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're a toss up. Um, if if Rom is number is Rom number one in the world right now? I thought he was. Yeah, I thought he went back to number one. He, he, he might yeah. be. I know he was. I think last week. But. Yeah, I yeah. thought he went back. I if thought he, he went back. If he's number one, then I'm going to say Rom just because I mean that's a pretty pretty awesome accolade and that's a big pinnacle part of his career to be number one in the world. So he, he's probably going to want to hold on for that spot a little longer. Okay. Yeah, he's number one. Thomas went back to two. That's what I thought. Yeah, I thought okay. Thomas went back. Okay. Oh, yeah. And last one. Um, and then we have to pick a winner. Paul Casey versus Ricky Fowler. Oh, Paul Casey. Oh. That's a, that's a wanna, tough one, too. I want to I pick Ricky. Just because, because Oklahoma State? <laughs> he's no. just so cute. He's just cute. He's so cute. No, heck no. He's like 5'7". No. Get out of here. They're all like 5'7". Even Carlos. Yeah, that's too big. Uh, that's too big. That's my Dude, I'm like 5'10", probably. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he is bigger than Ricky and Rory. <laughs> okay, so we've got Ricky. Um, Carlos, who you got? So this is Ricky and Paul Casey. And Paul I mean, Casey. I love Ricky. I mean, Ricky's a great, great player. It's just he's been struggling a lot. He's been very hot and cold this year. Um, got to go with Paul Casey just because he's been playing really good. Okay. Uh, yeah. I'll go with Ricky. Just This might be his comeback tournament. But 
that Carlos, you need to research, maybe talk to Ricky because ever since he got married, you know, it's kind of stop. So we need you to we need you to move up that wedding here before next season, at least. <laughs> As your girlfriend you get... comes from the side and peeks over and is like, "Excuse me." Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah she's not going to be letting you do that putting arc when the when that rings on her finger. <laughs> and then, of course, the um, you know, and I'm this is Taylor's person. Brooks, you know, he withdrew. It was supposed to be Brooks versus Dustin was going to be the other matchup, but that since he withdrew, awesome. they're not doing that anymore. So, Taylor, you have to speak for Brooks right now. Uh-oh. Why did you hurt his knee? You did it this time for sure. <laughs> I, I, I did it. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I'm sad for him. I'm sad for him. Um, you kind of mentioned earlier, I mean, he might be out for the rest of the season. Yeah. I hope I hope not. But, I mean, you've well, had the same Well, it's only three injury. events, right? And well, he's still, yeah, but we've got just, the Masters in November, yeah, yeah, so which is super weird, by the way. He but, could probably play on one leg and win that. I mean, he'll probably come back. I mean, didn't Tiger play with the flu? Tiger played with a torn ACL. Yeah. I mean, we, all these young kids are just too soft, you know, they'll make them like they used to. I, I agree, I agree, <laughs> but. I, I, I'm sad for him, but I can understand. I mean, I've had injuries, so he, he needs to take care of his body. He needs to take care of himself. And I think it was a smart play for him to withdraw. Yeah, and he had played like it, six weeks in a row, which was crazy. How yeah, much but, of it yeah. attributes to like his uh, workout? Because like, I know people were kind of questioning that he's, get, he's so big. Yeah, I think, uh, I think if he, he had this similar injury that I had, Carlos, for, you know, for us meeting this first time virtually – um, this time last year, I was still in, like, leg braces. I had wow. ruptured my patella and quad tendon, very similar to what Brooks did. Brooks had a partial. I had a full. But I can tell you, um, it took me a year, a full year, to even feel like I could make a full golf swing. Because yeah, every yeah. time I tried to post into the left leg, um, I'd be with JJ, and he'd be like, you have to uh, get into your left side of your body. And I'd say, he was I like, can't even feel my it. leg. I was like, what are you talking about? Well, when I first met when I first met Brian, he was uh, he was on the our flight scope. I think it was flight scope or it was a track man at the track time. man, ill track man at the time too. But he was like, I just hear it was in our indoor, and I just hear this like explosion go off. I'm like, holy crap! Like it was. Uh, I look at the screen and it was like 131 swing speed. He played college football Ooh. and basketball. Yeah, his calves are like this big, so. Yeah, now he's like that big. Look, JJ like, will exact every time JJ uh, meets or I meet someone new, I end up being the incredible Hulk to that person until they meet yeah. me in person. Like I have nothing. Now I'm a bigger guy. That that is true. I'm, six, I'm a bigger four, person. Two seventy five played D line. I'm an average person. I, look, listen, don't don't listen to anything he says. He's I, just a big teddy bear. I'm a, okay. I'm a thank you. Taylor is known me for you. <laughs> Mine, mine is the ex-boyfriends I've had. Um, you were not a big teddy bear. I never once introduced you to anybody because I was scared to death yeah, that we would never him. find them I again. Would fi- <laughs> I would definitely fight him. So now before we wrap this up, we need to give the people a tip. So Carlos, since you've been winning, I want to start the tip with you. Taylor, you can um, expound on anything that Carlos starts with. And then JJ, you can, you can wrap us up. So any tip, whether it's golf, um, how to get prepared, how to um, prepare to win, and then I want to tell my story about how JJ tried to um, diminish the 84 that I just recently shot because he didn't like the way my scorecard looked. So I would throw it to you first <laughs> on the uh, on the tip, Carlos. Anything you want to share? Um, all right, I got a tip for you know we'll say the most golfers. So we'll say the good golfer. The thing that I would say coming into tournaments, I would say 
my tip is to be really prepared for the golf course um, in terms of, you know, knowing what the setup's like, is it firm? Is it fast? What clubs am I going to hit? So really almost playing the golf course before you actually tee it up in the tournament or in a club championship or a member member or something that's important mm -hmm. to you. And then for like your, you know, your avid golfers that just are out there doing it as a hobby and for fun, you know, I mean, just make sure the expectations aren't too high, even if you take lessons or, uh, work at your game or practice, you know, make sure those expectations are, you know, in line with kind of what you averagely shoot or play or, you know, the, the, the mm -hmm. type of people that you're playing with. Is it more casual? Is it more, uh, you know, more fun? Uh, whatever that is, you know, make sure you do have fun when you play and enjoy because at the end of the day, it's a, it's a, it's a hobby, it's a sport, but it's still a game. So yeah. 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 Taylor, anything you want to add? No, I yeah, no, I think that's great. Um, when I played in high school and in college, I would go online if it, it was a course that I've never played and I would look at the format of it and I would go hole by hole and be like, okay, I can hit a driver here. Oh, I probably shouldn't tee off for the driver. I probably need to hit a seven iron off the tee. Just kind of, you know, use course management and yeah. just kind of study it a little bit and try to figure out what's going to work best for my game. And hopefully whenever I get there, I have the game to do it. <laughs> but for more like a, the average golfer just kind of you know going out having fun with friends I would play the correct set of tees don't try to play the full length of the golf course you don't need to play from the tips if you are not able to don't play from you know the forward tees if you're trying to play you know competitively just actually like go to the correct tee box that is going to work well for your game don't be embarrassed if you're playing you know the forward set of tees and your buddies are playing in the back play something that actually works for your game. Definitely. Nice. JJ, yeah. what do you want to add? Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, first, I want to reiterate what Carlos said about the meditation breathing. That's the best. Uh, you know, I basically, if I'm, I forget to do it most of the time, but in the first part of my rounds has been the best typically because I'm really focused on my pre-shot routine and breathing and like visualizing. But then as I get into it, I kind of get like lackadaisical, which that's something I need to improve. But I had a student yesterday, this is my next tip, uh, is he, he hits it about as far as I do, 300, 310, you know, but he played the up tee on the front nine. He showed me a scorecard, and he actually wrote his score for each one. He didn't write plus Stop. one, plus two. Stop. We're going to get to that. <laughs> but he wrote like four or five, you know, the, how many shots it took you in the hole. Um, but anyways, on the front, he played the up tee and shot 42. On the back, he played the tips and shot 39. And I notice mm -hmm. that when I play in these member games, like it, for for pretty long hitters, say you hit it over 290, like you don't necessarily play better just because the tees are up. You got you kind of run into more trouble most of the time. I've noticed at least mm -hmm. on the, you know where I've courses I've done it. So you know you got to scale back just because it's a par five doesn't mean you have to hit driver off the tee, you know. Or you don't you got to think about where the wide landing spot is and gives you think about your next shot as well. But it's not always driver. And usually it's probably a three iron or a hybrid, but like I'm into decade golf, Carlos, I'm not sure how much you've done that, but lately I've been doing quite a bit of it. And he, he talks about hit your driver or, you know, make sure you get in the fairway with like a three or four iron. And that's where I see a lot of people in three woods that, you know, they're just as accurate with their driver most of the time or more accurate in like my case, I either go driver three iron, you know? So, yeah. but think about your landing spots and what distances you got to hit you know, you have to those wide areas, not just pull out driver and hit it. No, definitely. I think, I think those are, are great tips to lead people in. And my tip would be um, if you feel like 
you've done something great and you try to share it with your coach and he admonishes you immediately. You probably need a new coach. And that's what JJ did to me when <laughs> I shared my scorecard. Well, I, said, my listen, students, I, didn't, I didn't do the scorecard. Players, so <laughs> let me explain to you. I, I'm, Carlos now. I am in the quest. Carlos, yes, I'm coming to golf tech. I'm done <laughs> with he doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't think He doesn't think it's mental game, even though he can rip it 340 on the It doesn't matter. Listen. But they so, get to the first scene, it's the backwards somehow. So, that coughing is so hard on the ground. So listen, um, I'm going to break 80 for sure um, here in the next 60 days. Because uh, the, the, the round that I played here recently, I was not keeping the score. We were playing a um, skins match for a friend of mine at Big Brothers Big Sisters. All right. So they okay. were keeping an official score, but we wanted to keep our own to see what we actually shot. Okay. So um, the guy, he was just doing like zero for a par, plus one, whatever. <laughs> I, but that was the first round in maybe my last six that I had no birdies and still shot an 84. So I know for a fact that I'm closer. Like it was the, oh. you know, that dispersion stuff, that crap that you be telling me about that I don't think makes any sense, but it does now. So <laughs> like all of my, like, before when I would be two fairways over on uh, holes where I would like, oh, I'm just going to, I'm driving the green on this one. Now I would be like either in the second cut of rough or the primary cut of rough. Like it makes a huge difference. So all of that stuff that we've been working on actually works, but I'm firing JJ today because on that scorecard, he was like, you didn't even put your real score. I was like, yes, I did. <laughs> Not my I was a little bitter because I just came off the course and I saw Carlos shot six under. And then I see this text with the scorecards like, stuff of symbols everywhere and i'm like i don't know what this is i don't have time for this right now there's a little smiley face and a star <laughs> do any smiley faces y'all are not gonna yeah, slay me and he's playing with an nfl player that's probably bigger than him and yeah and like little, he is bigger than me yes uh, yeah david is probably <laughs> david is probably 20 pounds heavier than me but david is can swing really? the he can swing that golf club though like he swings it Hard, hard who's, as I've a, who's better? Life. Who's better out of you and David? At golf? Oh, me by far, by far. Okay, <laughs> so me and you will take on Carlos and David. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. So David King, is you'll, get the, you'll get yeah, the. You got to come down, Taylor. You got to come down. We got to get you'll you. Get down. The we need football player. We'll yeah, David is a friend of mine. He um, played at OU. Um, he played for multiple teams. I think he got drafted. I saw the Chiefs and Titans. He got drafted by multiple teams, but I think he's he. He's not you can only get drafted by one team, Brian. Obviously, they make the NFL. No, you can, you can get drafted by, by – you can get drafted, but then you can be signed yeah. as a free agent right after the draft. Uh, That's yeah. what happened to him. Carlos, anyway, do I don't you see tell, what I have to deal with? Yeah, I don't <laughs> want to tell all his business on the podcast. Listen, so this is this has been episode 24. Um, Carlos, please give people your social media, where they can find you, and then where they can find you at Golf Tech as well. Yeah, well, how about we give them David and then Taylor. Me and you will take them all three on. I love it. <laughs> okay. But I we're, we're going to – I get to play the amateur tees then. <laughs> <laughs> I get to play the same tee as Taylor. How about that? What? I play no, the I played, I played Taylor the played from our tees. Uh, they can play from the red tees. No, yeah, Taylor's yeah. playing from the back. Y'all haven't so seen Taylor I, hit a golf ball. I, I, played, the, I played the ladies <laughs> tees yesterday because we had a la ladies play day. I played eight holes, and I birdied six of them. So I think if they let me play forward tees, I can compete with Carlos. Carlos, tell us where people can find you. And yeah, <laughs> take it out of there. Yeah, I'm just um, trying to make it an even playing field. Oh, my gosh. Uh, you guys are funny. 
So I'm, I'm just in Houston, Houston, Texas. Uh, we're just kind of in the middle of the city here. It's called Golf Tech Upper Kirby. Uh, my social media, I'm on Facebook, uh, Instagram. Instagram is Carlos Andre Staines Jr. That was made a long time ago. Um, <laughs> Twitter is going to be Los Dog Jr. Uh, L-O-S-D-A-W-G because I was a Mississippi State, Mississippi State guy. Yeah. Um, oh, and, I got a question. Why didn't you go to Illinois? They got a great program up there. Did you want to get out of the snow? or That would be for a day. I, I really wasn't that highly recruited after high school. I started really late. I probably committed yeah. to playing golf when I was 17, 16, nice. like college golf. Yeah. Um, nice. so I was, a, as, you, as they say, a late bloomer. Did you play other sports then, too? I, I did, yeah. yeah. I played football, baseball, basketball. I was one of those I guys think, that just yeah. played sports. Um, I love well, those are the ones that turn out the best in the long run. You've yeah. got to play other sports because you develop that athleticism. Well, uh, anyway. Anything else y'all want to leave the people with as we wrap this one up? Taylor, JJ, anything you want to leave? And Carlos, again, uh, thank you. We are appreciate, definitely appreciative that you were um, joining us this morning. Uh, thanks uh, for having me. I'll your poster back there. Jordan. No, thank you. I appreciate let it. Let me say, well, I got one more thing, then I'll let you guys go. But I like, so I think people that define coaches, not, you don't have to find great players, but obviously like Carlos, he, he's a passionate, he's a golf nerd, right? But when you can have a guy that played at those, that high level, you learn stuff that you're not going to learn at a PGA seminar, right? So I think it's, you know, it's important to find a guy that has the experiences to share with you along with the, you know, golf instruction aspect. So nice. Taylor, yeah. anything you want to leave us with? <clears throat> um, I think, I think we're about done. I think we've tried to end it about five times, so I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> this is I'm, good. See, I'm a golf nerd. Now I have an actual golfer on the podcast. So. Oh, he's the only actual golfer. Oh <laughs> I mean, he keeps, he's the only golfer I know on here that keeps scoring the right way. And this has been episode 24 <laughs> of the Carver Warriors Podcast. We're out.